Welcome back to Show Thyself Approved. I am Pastor Sam. This is Season 2, Episode Number 4. I've said here in the past that Show Thyself Approved is a podcast about a man who is seeking to speak to other men who are seeking to be better fathers, better husbands, better leaders. I've I've said that here many a times, and, um, and I'm thinking even now as I'm recording this episode that there are women, there are young ladies, there are girls that need to hear this podcast and this message as well. So I hope that dads, fathers, men, that you are also extending yourself to the women in your life, the young ladies in your life, your daughters, your nieces, your granddaughters. I hope you are uh, sharing the the inspiration, the knowledge, the reminders. Hey, I don't know it all. I don't pretend to know it all. I'm just sharing my my life. At least that's how it's coming across here in this season two of Show Thyself Approved. And, and as I've said also in the past, um, this podcast is is was birthed and it comes forth out of the scripture text found in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, where it says to study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And, you know, when I read that text, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded that the study that I'm called to do is is a study of whom God is and of what God has done and what he has said he is going to do. It's also a study of God's word so that I am diligent to not only study to know, but to put into action those things that I learn thereof of him through his word. And so it, it is by by studying the word and by being diligent in doing so that that I will find myself never needing to to be ashamed because because I diligently seek to to dissect the word of god to discern the word of god to understand and apply the word of god as god meant it to be applied not giving it my interpretation not reading into it not not seeking how I can mold and shape it into, into my image and my likeness and into my comfort zone so that it meets my needs and my ideologies, but rather 
to be shaped by it. And well, I jump into this episode um, asking again that you guys would go along with me on this, this, uh, this, this logging of my, of my experience over the last year and where I'm at today. And we'll get to where I'm at today as we go along in the episodes here. But I don't want to uh, miss out on the opportunity to share with you in as much detail as my my mind and my memory serves me uh, to be able to to share again and to process these things and to reflect and at the end to to give glory to God for it all because I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, I, I just recently told my pulmonary doctor after she checked me out and checked my scans and my breathing test and, and all the other things that she needed to do. She, she said, Hey, you're, you're, you're making progress. It's, it's slow, but you're at about 48% from 46%. And, and she was referring to like lung capacity. Now, I, I don't know how that's measured or whatnot, but you know, whether she was giving me words of, of encouragement, um, and even though the increment seemed like it was, it was minimal, I praise God and and I looked at her and I said, that's great. Some progress is better than no progress. And she smiled and she said, that's true. And then there was this, this pregnant silence between us. And then I continued the conversation by breaking the silence and saying, and I wouldn't change not one thing that happened to me. And she looked at me baffled. And she said to me. Do you think that. It increased your faith. And I don't know if she was. A like minded believer. In Christ. I don't know if she was born again or not. But I answered her and said, not only has it caused me to grow in my faith, I think more importantly, it caused me to stop and to pay attention to the things that were already there, that were already present before me, but that I didn't take the time to look at before and give my attention to. And beloved, it's not always that we miss the the obvious things. And and I could have easily said, you know, I was I was ignoring my family, which I wasn't. I was ignoring my wife, which I wasn't. I was ignoring my responsibility, which I wasn't. No. In all honesty, what I was ignoring, or I should say whom I was ignoring, 
whom I thought I was serving with all of my heart, with all of my mind, with all of my being. The person I was ignoring was, was God. God in my life. God being the priority. Not, not just manifest in, in personal study, in personal devotion. I, I can't really say that personal devotion was going on because it wasn't. I can't even say here and be honest with you that that fervent prayer was happening because prayer wasn't happening, not, not the way that it should have been. There was many things lacking in my life. And, and, and I'm being transparent, honest, open with you as a man, as a man of God, as a minister, as a pastor, as a senior pastor now. That these things were anemic in my life. My prayer, my praise, my worship unto God. You know, I, I said it here in a couple of episodes. I was on, on, on cruise control. I was on autopilot. And I was going through the motions. And you know, the things in your life, one thing affects the other. Your physical, your spiritual, your spiritual, your emotional, your emotional, your psychological, your psychological, your economical, your economical, back to your physical. I mean, it, it, it just affects you in all sense of the word. But, but we're not divided like we want to, to appear or confess so many times in our lives, you know, that, that we got it going on in this area of our lives, but over here we don't No, I, I, I beg to differ. I think that we, um, we segment ourselves so that we could, whether consciously or unconsciously or purposefully ignore those things that we don't want to address that we don't want to give an account for that we kind of want to put it out of sight out of mind you know kind of like when you send your kids or maybe when you was younger you would you would sweep that that little bit of dirt you know into the corner somewhere under the rug maybe behind the the furniture you know where no one could could see no one would ever see until someone actually moved the furniture or or lifted the rug. You know what I'm talking about. And yeah. To my shame. And ultimately. What brought me to. Reflect. And not only reflect on. On my condition. Was God allowing. For COVID. To touch. My mortal. Life. Not my spirit, because my spirit was intact. I, I found I found while I was in the hospital, not just grief and 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 despair and discomfort because, you know, I, I can tell you of the experiences, and I think I will here. I had two or three, IVs or whatever it was running into my arms. 
I I had or was given medication at least three times a day. Uh, at first, I would just take it because, you know, that's what you do. You just, you know, drink the pills. And I think there was like six or seven pills that were being brought to me every time. Like I said, two, three times a day. And I would just take them and not not think anything of it, not question it. Just, hey, I'm sick and I'm in the hospital and that's what they're here to do to take care of me and and to give me you know what I need and and so you you just take it blindly excuse me here while I take a sip of of my coffee but yeah that's that's what I did and and I started I started to 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 feel changes in in my body that after a little while in the hospital, I started to um, to attribute and to connect to whatever medication it was that I was taking, and 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 it wasn't long until I started to ask and say, "Hey, um, by the way, uh, Miss Nurse, what is this pill for?" And I started to ask them, you know, one by one, "And what is this pill for? And what is this pill for? And what about this other one?" Maybe half of them were vitamins. At least that's what I was told. But in the mix of of medications, I was being given antidepressants. I've never taken a psychotropic medication in my life. That was the first time. And whatever it was that they were giving me well, I had the side effects that I started to vividly hallucinate. And what I mean by that is that I knew that I was asleep, but I really couldn't tell if I was actually asleep or awake because the dreams or these hallucinations that I had almost almost felt like not not just dreams but they were so vivid and so visceral so real that i felt in in one dream i'll i'll tell you this and i'll say dreams because i don't want to exaggerate and 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 make this more you know than what it really is or was but in one dream I was being um, carried by my by my limbs, by my legs, and by my arms, and I was I was facing down towards the ground, and my face was literally inches from the floor, and I remember looking up, just being able to to to, to bob my head up, and I was being carried by four other individuals that looked like tribal people but we weren't in the woods we were like in the city and I was being I was being taken into an abandoned building at least that's what I thought and things got really dark and then the scene changed to to some sort of like 
I, I can't describe, like an airport or something. And all of a sudden, I was walking through the airport and I was the only individual there of my, I guess, nationality because everyone else that I looked, they all look the same. I can't tell you what nationality. I'm not even going to guess. But somehow, some way, I knew that everybody was armed and everybody was waiting for me to make some sort of sudden move for them to attack me. And I remember bursting out in this dream and starting to to literally bark at people and cuss at people and 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 then these individuals started to to lay their arms down and I'm talking about handguns and machine guns and 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 automatic rifles and 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 whatnot and and I was just I mean I was cussing up a storm and mind you I don't cuss and then the dream changed again and I found myself at the head of some sort of Viking crusade or, or, or tribe or whatever. And again, found myself just barking orders. And, 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 and it was all so, so real, so, so visceral. And, and I can feel the, the sweat coming down my my face and i could i could hear the sounds and 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 the sensations around me and the fear and and it was it was wild it was crazy and this was like several nights and you know the only thing that brought me back to quote unquote or kept me in contact kept me rooted with reality i had this this arm uh, you know the band that they put around you when they take your your blood pressure. You know they they wrap that that thing around your arm, and they pump it and pump it and pump it, and then it gets to a certain point where it just, you know, they pump your arm enough where it stops, and then I guess it gives the reading to the nurse or whoever. And so I had one of those things wrapped around my arm continuously, and every hour on the hour, it would automatically start and when it was started would squeeze my arm and no matter how vivid my dreams were no matter what circumstances or what situation I was quote-unquote experiencing at the moment what would ground me and bring me back to quote-unquote reality was that was the the blood pressure let's call it that blood pressure arm band thing it would it would squeeze my arm and and I would literally say to myself in a whisper sometimes hello my friend you know talking to to the armband because again it, it was the only thing that that helped me to to connect to bring me back to my to my senses that may not seem like a big deal, but I can't imagine um, people who have lost 
all touch with reality. You know, people whom whom suffer from from mental illnesses that that cause them to to see and to hear in a in a very real way, in a very visceral way, these things. And 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 so much more of of what I of what I tasted, of what I experienced for the first thing for the first time in my life. And and I was scared. I was scared. And and I remember, like I said before, as as soon as 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 I came to my senses and after a couple of, of nights of that and and and, and again, it, it wasn't malicious what what the hospital was doing, what the doctors were doing, but the effects that the medication was having on me was negative. It was causing me this distress and, and the medication was supposed to keep me calm kind of kind of you know mellow me out but it was giving me these visceral dreams and once i connected the dots guys i i i would tell the nurses what is this and and as soon as i found out that they were you know uh psychotropic meds and you know and antidepressants and whatnot i said no i don't need this you know what's interesting <laughs> thinking about it now is that um I was told by more than one of the nurses because even though I told them look I'm I'm, I'm not going to drink this I don't need this I've I've never been depressed I'm not depressed but on more than one occasion the nurses would 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 try to convince me to take the meds because you know in the room that I was in, I was in ICU. I was in a room by myself. I had no visitors. In the mornings, I would, when I had the strength, I would edge myself off the bed and into a seat that was right, literally like right next to the bed. And it was facing towards the window. And I would just look out the window for for hours i didn't turn on the tv i've never been a tv person I, I might have turned on the tv maybe i don't know uh sundays to watch whatever sport maybe maybe some golf i remember watching a little bit of golf yeah <laughs> exciting right but i i really had no no use for the TV. I wouldn't turn it on. I would I would rather sit there and watch the scenery. You know, I would watch the the ducks in the pond and and the birds in the trees and the cars, you know, driving by and I mean there wasn't too much going on outside of the window, but but it gave me a time to reflect. It gave me a time to 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 think, to meditate. It gave me a time to rest. It gave me a time to disconnect from the world and from everything, from every worry, from every care. Listen, I was, I, I realized I was in a place where I could do nothing to better myself. I had to go through the process. And so, you know, I, I, I came to a point where, you know, 
I told my 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 business partner at the time, you know, uh, I said, hey, you know, I texted him. I said, listen, I am going to disconnect. I I am not going to reach out to you for quite some time. And and some of you are saying that's crazy. I mean, <laughs> that's your livelihood. That's your that's your job. Like I wouldn't be able to do that. I'm not saying for you to 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 do that, but that this was my experience I'm sharing with you. And and this is where where God brought me to, where he he literally stopped me in my tracks. And I no longer I no longer worried about work and my livelihood. I remember, you know, telling my wife, you know, hey, if we're unable to to pay the mortgage, well then praise God. <laughs> we sell the house. And if I'm not able to make the car payment, guess what's gonna happen? They can take the car. And and it was it wasn't it wasn't a, a, a thing of I was falling into some self pity into some depression. No, quite the opposite. I believe I was just being I was being recentered, reset, refocused on the things and on the person that really mattered. On the giver of life, on the giver of my life, on the one who held my breath in his. Listen, I, 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 I don't, I can't understand now where I'm at and where I've been since, since the age of 2021, 20, where again, I got saved, I got born again. I was, I became a new creature in Christ. Old things passed away. Behold, all things became new. But I remember that at one time I was lost. I was dead in my trespasses and in my sins. And I was at war with God and I didn't even know it. I was, I was a condemned man. I was a dead man walking with no hope of life, with no hope of salvation, with no hope of getting into heaven. Not even close. Yeah. That's that's the God of the Bible, the God that I serve. Not, not someone that I've created in my imagination. Not, not an all-accepting, all loving God. No, no, the, no, the God who reveals himself in the Holy Scriptures, in his word. He refocused me. He recentered me. He reset me. And all of these cares and these worries and these concerns, it just fell away. And it was just me and him. Him and I. And what could I do? All I could do was just believe and trust. And <laughs> I can't explain it till until this day. Do do I have the concerns that I had before? Not like I used to. 
it doesn't it doesn't overcome me it doesn't overwhelm me it just it just is but i turn my face to god and i know that the reason why i am where i am today and and god by his grace by his good pleasure has called me into the pastoral ministry and has put me in the place that he's always purposed for me is by his design and I'm thankful and I'm thankful that he took me through that process so that I can be in the place that I am now and think the way that I'm thinking now and and express myself the way that I'm expressing myself now and I can do it with 100% sincerity. If something is to prosper, if something is to grow, if something is to succeed, whether that be the church or, 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 or my children or my family or myself, it is because God wills it, because he's sovereign, because he's seated on the throne. It is not because of my efforts. It is not because of, of, of my diligence. No. It is because he and he alone has purposed these things. My only responsibility, your only responsibility, that is if you believe, if you're a child of God, if you're a man of God, our only responsibility is to be ready, to be willing, and to seek to be able to show ourselves approved. I'll catch you on the next one. God bless.